0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues on in the Bible series on the book of Romans with this message entitled I Believe in the Resurrection of the Body. If you have your Bible with you please turn to Romans chapter 8 verse 11. Now, here's our teacher Pastor P.G. Matthew. The ancient apostles creed ends like this I believe in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting the Nicene creed of the 4th century improved later on ends this way we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come I want to speak to you. I believe in the resurrection of the dead. That is our future salvation. Salvation comes in installments. Now we are saved in our spirit. Our eyes are open. We love God. We serve God. We delight in his word. We delight praying to God. But salvation in its fullness we do not have. But there is going to be a time when we will receive fullness of salvation accomplished by Christ by his death on the cross. Last week we spoke about the distinction, the essential difference between a pagan And a believer in Jesus Christ. And that distinction is Holy Spirit dwells in us. If the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, He will quicken your mortal bodies by the Spirit who dwells in you. We considered Romans 8 9 through 11. Where Paul deals with Christians' past sinful life and his present life, distinguished by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Today we deal with our future life of the fullness of salvation, which involves the resurrection of our body. All orthodox Christians confess, I believe in the resurrection of the body. This is our sure, certain hope. A hope that will not make us ashamed. We therefore rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Though we experience sufferings in this life our present sufferings friends Paul says are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us the Platonists the Pythagoreans the Gnostics and the Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection of the body To them physical body was a prison for the soul. They were only too glad to be set free from the body at death. Not so for Christians. To them matter was created by God and matter is good. Though sin still dwells in the body, God, friends, has a glorious plan for our physical body. Not resuscitation, but resurrection. I say glorification. Christians alone are now saved from God's wrath. They alone enjoy eternal life which Jesus alone gives. So Christians alone are people of hope in this living in this world. They are born of God. They enjoy freedom to think God's thoughts and do God's will. They alone submit to God's law and live to please him. Adam was their head and representative once upon a time, but no longer. Friends, Jesus Christ is our head and representative. In Adam, we sinned and therefore we died. But now in Christ, we are justified and we live. We live spiritually now And in the future we live also eternally in a glorious physical body. The Holy Spirit dwelling in us guarantees our future bodily resurrection. Now God the Father is in us. Christ is in us and the Holy Spirit is in us. And we are in the Father and in the Son and in the Holy Spirit. Yet we are told in Romans 8, 10 through 11. That the body is dead. The body is mortal. The body must die by reason of sin. That is the sin of Adam. But our spirit is life by reason of Christ's righteousness imputed to us. In Adam we experienced total death of spirit and body. In Christ we experience total life of spirit and body. Yet we do not experience our salvation in Christ now in all its fullness. Our body, as I said, must die. And in the future, when Christ returns, it will be made alive by the power of the triune God. Then our spirit, united with our glorious resurrection body, we begin to enjoy our fullness of salvation in God's presence forever. So we as believers in Jesus Christ, we who are alive in our spirits through the effectual work of the Holy Spirit will experience the death of separation of our spirits from our bodies. Yet, friends, we do not die as unbelievers. We die in hope of the glory of God. We sleep in Christ to be awakened by the shout of Christ's command. The voice of the archangel and the trumpet call of God and we are told the dead in Christ will rise first with a glorious resurrection body engineered by the Holy Spirit to dwell in God's presence forever in a new heaven and a new earth. The unbelievers fear death all their lives. But we are set free from this fear of Christ's death by Christ, who destroyed death by his death on the cross in our behalf. We also do not grieve When our loved ones who are believers die. We do not grieve as the pagans do. Because our friends who are believers shall be raised together with us in the future. Friends, fellow saints, death is not the last word. Sovereign God has decided life to be the last word. So Christ has defeated death, so death forever will be swallowed up in victory. Life and life alone shall reign forever and ever. So first let's look at the guarantee of resurrection. And we read in chapter 8, verse 11. And we read here, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also make alive your mortal bodies through his spirit Who lives in you. Their friends. Is the guarantee. By God the father. That he will raise. Our mortal bodies. Romans 8 verse 11 guarantees. Our resurrection. Because friends. We are united with Jesus Christ. By faith. So Paul says in Romans 1 verse 16. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Because it is the power of God. Unto salvation. Of everyone who believes. And Romans 3 verse 22. This righteousness from God. Comes through faith. In Jesus Christ to all who believe. We have been united with Christ, who is life, and who gives eternal life. This union is inseparable and everlasting. He is the vine, and we are the branches. He is the head, and we are members of his body. He is the foundation, we are the building. So his life is our life, his righteousness is our righteousness, his authority is our authority, his victory is our victory, his riches are ours. We are heirs of God and joined heirs with Christ. So also, friends, his resurrection is our resurrection. Because of this vital union we have with Jesus Christ. So we read in several places in the Bible. We died with Christ. We are buried with Christ. We are raised with Christ. We are even now seated with Christ. Our life is hid with Christ in God. So we read in Romans 8 verse 11. The Father raised Jesus from the dead. The Spirit of the Father dwells in us. The Father who raised Christ from the dead will also make alive our mortal bodies through the Spirit who dwells in us. Friends, if Christ has been raised from the dead as our head, our representative, our second Adam, then we will also be raised from the dead because we are in Christ and Christ is in us. The indwelling spirit is our guarantee whose work in our behalf is the application of the fullness of redemption to us. The spirit's presence in us is the proof that we belong to Christ and we are his responsibility. He saves us from all the deleterious effects of sin. And first Corinthians 1 and verse 30 states Jesus Christ is our righteousness that is justification. He is our holiness, that is our sanctification. And He is our redemption, that is redemption of the body, that is our glorification. Friends, we are justified, we are being sanctified, and therefore we shall be glorified. Logic called Justified and glorified. Friends, what God begins, he completes. Consider the following divine promises. Bank on them. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 and 14. Food for the stomach and the stomach for food but God will destroy them both. The body, friends, if you are Christian the body is not meant for sexual immorality. The body is meant for divine service of the Lord and the Lord for the Benefit of our body. Verse 14. By his power God raised the Lord from the dead. And he will raise us also. Why do you think it is? We are united with Christ. Our body has a divine purpose. Which is not immorality. But... To serve the Lord. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Which God has prepared in advance for us to do. Think about friends. If you use your body for immorality you have to pay for it. It is not for immorality. It is not. For you are doing what you want to do with it. We are to honor the Lord with our body. The purpose of our body is not immorality, but divine service. And the Lord is for the body. The Lord will ensure its salvation, its immortality, its glorification. Because the Lord is for the benefit of our body. And so we read by his power. God the Father raised the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. A historical fact. Which he will argue very carefully in 1 Corinthians 15. God will raise us up also. Because we are Christ's. We are united with him. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 14 reads. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead. Will also raise us with Jesus. And present us with you in his presence. The linkage sir. Between Christ's resurrection. And his bride's resurrection. The linkage. The question you ask is. Did Christ rise from the dead? He did. Then I'll be raised from the dead. We know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead. Will also raise us with Jesus. And present us with you. In his presence. Why friends? Because we are in Christ, we are united with Christ. Number three, 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 14. For if we believe, present tense, and continue to believe, That Jesus died and rose again. Even so we believe. God will bring with Jesus. Those who have fallen asleep in him. Linkage sir. Linked with Christ. By faith forever. It is a fact of history. Jesus died and rose again. therefore God the father will also raise. From the dead those who those believers who died in Christ that is the sure hope of our resurrection it's not hope so it is certain that's why it is important to know that Christ was raised from the dead the scripture cannot be broken. God does not lie. He cannot lie. He is truth. He never changes. He is almighty. Therefore, we shall be raised up from the dead, God said so. Number 4. 1 Corinthians 15:20 20 through 23. But Christ has ...indeed been raised from the dead. He argued about that previous section. Now he draws the conclusion... ...but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep... ...for since death came through a man... ...the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ... ...all will be made alive, all their means... ...all who belong to Christ... But each in his own turn Christ the first fruits. Then when he comes those who belong to him. That defines all. Paul has proved the fact of historical resurrection of Christ. But now Christ has been raised from the dead as the first fruits. That's a Greek word. aparke. So you ask the question. First fruit of those who have fallen asleep. What is first fruits? In the Old Testament, we read people were to bring to the priest a sheaf of the first ripe grain from the field in thanksgiving to God, in recognition of the fact the whole harvest belongs to Him. The first fruits is the harbinger. Of the coming great harvest. It also reveals that the whole harvest. Would be like the first fruits. In nature. And quality. Even so. Christ was the first to rise from the dead. With a resurrection body. So Paul says he is the first fruits. Pointing to the fact Of the harvest. Of our resurrection. We shall be raised. From the dead. With a body like his. Why friends? Because we are united. With him. Christ the first fruits. Then. When he comes. Those who belong to Christ. Not everybody. Those who belong to Christ. We belong to Jesus Christ. Because the spirit of Christ. We possess. Verse 9 of chapter 8. We are born of God. We are trusted in Christ. His spirit dwells in us. And so we shall be raised up from the dead. When? When Christ comes. We are his. And he belongs to us. Not only first fruit idea. But we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. We are marked with a seal. We are branded. So Ephesians 1.13 And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit and we read the same in second corinthians 122 we are his property we are his responsibility we are bought with the highest cost the blood of christ he takes good care of his property we are secure forever it is his responsibility to raise us up from the dead. The seal of the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, guarantees our full and final salvation. Yes. Not only that, Paul uses an expression called in Greek, Arabon, translated deposit. You read, for instance, in Second Corinthians one twenty-two, God anointed us and set His seal of ownership on us and put His Spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. And you read the same in. Second Corinthians five five and Ephesians 1.14. The Greek word arabon is a transliteration of a Hebrew word which appears three times in Genesis thirty eight seventeen and eighteen and twenty. Irabon, irabon. It speaks of a deposit that guarantees the transaction. And deposit consisting in the Holy Spirit. We are given the Holy Spirit as a deposit. Guaranteeing our final and full salvation. That is our resurrection from the dead. God shall make alive our mortal bodies. Even as he raised Jesus from the dead. Number two. Pastor what about. The time between my death. And resurrection. What is called. The intermediate state. What happens. When I die. Does my soul go to sleep. Do I go to purgatory. To suffer for my sins. Thus making atonement. So that my spirit will be purified and made ready to enter into God's holy heaven. The answer to both questions, no. Our souls do not go to sleep. We exist in conscious existence. No, we do not go to purgatory. You read chapter 2 of Westminster Confession of Faith. And you look at the canon of scriptures and you study those scriptures, it never speaks about purgatory. Purgatory is not in the canon of scriptures. It comes from books like Second Maccabees, not included in the canon of scriptures. The Bible clearly teaches that at death we go to God and live with him in our spirit, awaiting our glorification. So look at the scripture Hebrew twelve twenty three. To the church of the firstborn we have come whose names are written in heaven you have come to God the judge of all men you have come to the spirits of righteous men made perfect Our spirits shall be made perfect the moment we die and they will be brought in God's presence in the heavenly Jerusalem Philippians 121 says, to me to live is Christ and to die is gain here is the triumphant statement of a believer that he is fearless in the face of death death is not a loss it is gain and Philippians 1 verse 23 He says, I am torn between the two. I desire to depart. He desired to die. To depart is to be with Christ, in the presence of Christ. And it is better by far. Paul prefers death. To him it is far better. He does not fear death. He desires it and prefers it. 2 Corinthians 5, 8. We are confident I say and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. Paul prefers death to life here. Life here. Because to die is to go home to the Lord. Friends God is our home. We are only a pilgrim here. This is not our home. And Psalm 116, verse 15 says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And Revelation 14, 13 says, Right blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Blessed are those who die in the Lord. Blessedness of our spirit is to be in God's presence. It is the presence of God that is blessing. Or listen to Jesus in Matthew 12 and verse 32. God is not the God of the dead but of the living. All God's saints who died live In God's presence, in their perfected spirits, in joy. And Luke 23, verse 43, to the believing thief, Jesus said, Today you will be with me in paradise. We look forward to going home, going to paradise. Number 3 when shall we be raised up and transformed the dead in Christ shall be raised up and the living shall also be given a glorious transformed body when is that going to be Paul says in 1st Thessalonians 4:16 through 18 for the lord himself will come from heaven with a loud command with the voice of the archangel And with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that we who are still alive and are left. Will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall be with the Lord forever. Therefore. Comfort each other with these words. You comfort people by the gospel. And if you don't know the gospel you speak to them in psychology and sociology and you would say it's okay everything is alright, it's okay, it's alright know the scripture therefore comfort one another with these words when Christ returns we will be glorified he will return personally, publicly, visibly, gloriously fools in history Predicted dates. They still do. Matthew 24, verse 36 speaks differently. And it is the Word of God. Anyone who contradicts the Word of God is from the pit. He's right. a false prophet. He's a fool. Right. No one knows about the day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Philippians 3 verse 20 and 21. But our citizenship is in heaven. We are citizens of heaven sir. First. Secondly we are citizens of this country. And we eagerly await a savior from there. Do you eagerly await sir? A savior from there. The Lord Jesus Christ. Who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control. Transform our lowly bodies. So that they'll be like his glorious body. And look at 1 Corinthians 15. Verse 50 through 53. Saint Paul in that long chapter. He speaks about resurrection of Christ. And then Our resurrection. I declare to you, brothers, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. That means the body as it is now, marked by weakness and sin, cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Therefore, it must be raised up and transformed. Nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and will be changed. For the perishable must day in Greek. It's a divine decree. It's a divine necessity. The perishable must by divine decree clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with what's Immortality. This body with its mortality and perishableness cannot inherit the kingdom. So God gives us a body fit to dwell in God's presence. This perishable body by divine decree must put on the imperishable, the immortal, the glorious, the powerful, the spiritual. And it will happen in a split second. In the twinkling of an eye. And the last trumpet call. When Christ comes to make us all new creations, not only in the spirit but also in body, our bodies will be exactly like the body of Christ, dazzling and perfect. so he said First Corinthians 15 verse 49 and just as we have borne the likeness of the earthly man so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven John says 1 John 3 two, dear friends now we are children of God And what we will be has not yet been made known But we know one thing That when he appears We shall be like him For we shall see him Some people think Romans 8 verse 11 Which says God will make alive your mortal body Some people think it speaks about Physical healing Because they say healing is in the atonement. Now, my question is if healing is in the atonement, then how come Thessalonians were dying? If healing is in the atonement, we must not die. Yes, salvation for the whole man is in the atonement. By his stripes we are healed. But this salvation is applied to us in stages, in installments. So, friends, we must die. But God will raise us up. Son will raise us up. Holy Spirit will raise us up from the dead and transform us. Then we shall experience the fullness of salvation. Not until then. Yet I thank God in answer to prayers. God, according to his sovereign will, heals us even now friends not only that plenty of sufferings we experience now Saint Paul tells us here in this life we groan 2nd Corinthians 5 he speaks two times about groaning Romans eight twenty three, 23 we read we are groaning Romans eight twenty two, 22 we are told creation itself is groaning Romans 8, 26 says, Holy Spirit is groaning. 2 Corinthians 5, 8 says, we are burdened. 2 Corinthians four sixteen says, our body is wasting away. The first breath we take is also one of the last breaths. We can determine how many breaths we will have. Romans 8.10 says our body is dead. Romans 8.11 says our mortal bodies. Friends, go to the hospitals. Talk to nurses and uh, doctors. Go to old people's home. You could hear groaning. I believe in the resurrection of this body. Without glasses. Without gray hair. I therefore, in sure hope, wait for the coming of Christ. Our resurrection must occur because it is God's decree. When we read Luke 24, we are told Christ must suffer and be raised. It was divine decree so we read Luke 24 7 son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men be crucified and on the third day be raised again Luke 24 26 did not Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory and so we read 1st Corinthians 15 verse 53 for the perishable what is it sir must must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality because we are united with him without us Jesus Christ in one sense not complete we are his body and we are his bride so we must be raised from the dead he who raised Jesus from the dead will raise us also because we are Christ's. Christ will have a bride that is all glorious. The bridegroom makes us so. Husbands, love your wives. Test us. Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. And to present her to himself a radiant church. Without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish. But holy and blameless. We are going to shine in glory. Jesus said in Matthew 13 verse 43. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Destined for glory, destined for shining. So, friends, we believe in the resurrection of the body, for the Bible tells me so. So, comfort grieving believers with these words. So, stand firm. Be unshakable, always abounding in the work of the Lord because we know our labor is not in vain in the Lord. Friends, if you are outside of Christ, you are without hope. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be united with him. And you will have hope of the glory of God. Do so now, do right now, as God is speaking to you. Repent of your sins and embrace Christ. Who said he is resurrection and life. Even now cross from death to life. Don't be like the rich young ruler. Who refused to believe in Christ. He went away sorrowful. Friends any moment. Death shall descend upon you. And you shall die not in Christ. But in your sins. And descend into hell itself if you are in Christ let me ask you do you live to please God as Paul did in 2nd Corinthians 5 9 is God real to you is Bible meaningful and nourishing to you do you pray in the spirit do you bear witness to Jesus Christ without shame do you now in grace do you grow now in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ do you hope in the imminent coming of Christ mere professor has no life of God in his soul baptism cannot save us church membership cannot save us singing in the choir cannot save us holy communion cannot save us Jesus Christ saves us It is a pointer for man wants to die. then comes the judgment. Cannot pray for the dead. There is no second chance after death. This is it. Thank God you heard the word. Be saved. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us, not to be lukewarm. We don't want to be spit out of the mouth of God. Help us, O oh Lord, to live a life pleasing to God yes. in view of our full salvation that is coming. We are people of hope. God is our home, not this world. Help us, therefore, to live a detached life. Turn your eyes upon Jesus and look in his wonderful face and the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Help us to live that life. Help us to live a happy life. A life of purpose and meaning. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio of this message entitled, I Believe in the Resurrection of the Body. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.